Charity work is incredibly fulfilling, and I wouldn't stop even if I had to. That being said, it can also be exhausting. I suppose it really depends on what exactly you're doing, but in my case, I do it all. On one hand, meetings with high-level philanthropists is a lot of fun, seeing their swanky houses, enjoying fabulous dinners, and socializing with the wealthy elite. I've become close with a few notable celebrities due to these fundraising events, which is interesting to say the least. Then, on the other end of the spectrum, there are times when I just need to get in there and get my hands dirty. I've helped inner-city youth build a new recreational center, gone door-to-door picking up Christmas trees after the new year for donation cash, and poured hours of sweat and tears into running marathons for the sick and dying. Today has been one of the exhausting ones, and all that I want right now is a warm cup of coffee and a place to sit down for a moment. Fortunately for me, there's a Sea Bear's coffee right around the corner. I step inside to the sound of a clanging bell, the immediate warmth a welcome break from the wintry New York air. Billy, says the guy behind the counter, Joe. He's always here working when I finish my rounds of bringing food and blankets to the homeless. How was it tonight? Good, good, I tell him as cheerfully as I can, given the extreme soreness of my feet. I step up to the counter and order my usual black coffee, then reach into my pocket with cold hands and pull out a few dollars. Joe waves me away. You've got to stop trying to do that, he says with a laugh. It's getting old. Just take the coffee. I'm not ashamed to say that I'm an exceptionally handsome man, so getting things for free is not entirely foreign to me, especially when it's a drink from a gay guy. In this case, it's different, though. Joe knows how hard I work, and he's showing his appreciation in some tiny way. Also, I'm not gay, but his thoughtfulness is not lost on me. It's not like I can't afford a coffee, either. I'm the son of one of the wealthiest real estate tycoons in all of Manhattan, and if I really wanted to, I could never leave the house again while maintaining an offensively luxurious lifestyle. The free coffee is just a moment that we share, and I like it. Thanks, Joe, I tell him with a smile, then take my warm cup and find a seat by the window. It's snowing hard now, the flakes drifting down in a constant stream across the urban landscape of honking taxis and bustling people. Everyone is bundled up to the nines, covering every inch of skin with their thick wool coats and designer scarves. Of course, all I can think about as I watch them is the less fortunate ones without a home to get back to, crawling deep into the subways or finding an old warehouse to hide out in for the night. The unluckiest of them freeze to death. I take a long sip of my coffee and let the warmth of it gently fill my throat. I need to buy more blankets tomorrow, I think to myself. More people need help. Joe sits down next to me, breaking my train of thought. Oh, hey, I say, only a little startled by his presence. Hey, Billy, he says, sipping on a coffee of his own. I look back over my shoulder and notice that the shop is empty at the moment. Besides us, of course, which explains him leaving the register. Slow night, I ask. Joe nods with his handsome, chiseled face. Yeah, the snow's been keeping most people inside. It's a mess out there. I've almost seen three accidents since I started my shift. I think there's a patch of black ice right in the middle of the intersection. Damn, I say. Not the best night to be out and about. There's a brief pause between us, but it's not uncomfortable. Even though I've never seen him outside of this little coffee shop, I consider Joe a dear friend and it's nice to be in his company, even if it's in silence. Finally, Joe speaks. So, I was actually wondering what you were doing tomorrow. I've got the day off, and I wanted to see if you were free for dinner. 